0: All the latest news, views, and reactions to the A
1: League, the Socceroos, and Australian football. This is four four two FM.
2: Hello. And welcome to 442 FM um, And then there was two I said and then there was four last week So I, th- I thought we may as well uh, continue that and, uh, and preview the final With me, Kevin As.: Hello Con Stamacostas
0: Hello Have you- He shaved his beard
3: Oh gosh, so yeah. he has. Yeah, yeah. I wondered why I hardly recognise Got the baby face um,
0: yeah,
3: Let's not go too far Yeah
2: <laughs> And Johnny Johnny Davidson in England
4: Greetings Salutations
3: in a very, very sunny UK as well, by the looks of things.
4: Yeah, it's... Uh, Sunshine it's, you know, bursting day, through it's that window. Uh, yeah, it's all, it's all happening.
3: Yeah.
2: Right, let's get on with it. Let's get this show on the road. We've got a lot to get through today. Um, so um, let's start with the Melbourne Derby. Um. I didn't even watch this Did anyone watch this?
3: Was there a game on? No I don't know. I, wasn't I watched it <laughs> <I> not <don't, can't,
2: laughs> Come on the biggest, game, the biggest game In the sports capital Of the world <laughs>
3: Yeah the, the, the sport the
4: world Even the galaxy I think The universe
2: So what, what, what do you think of it John? Let's start, let's start with oh, you I
4: thought uh, it, it, was, it was Very entertaining Great atmosphere Except for the um, The face off That everyone hates Before the game um, Yeah Great great spectacle Spectacle And um a little bit predictable result, I think. Um, City were kind of lucky to get that far, and and victory sort of gave them a bit of a hiding. Although City did have their chances.
0: What's the face-off that everyone hates? What's that?
4: I um, haven't you seen it come before the before the kick-off that the two teams line up facing each other. It's kind of a John Woo inspired John Travolta, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Um, they do it <laughs> before all the kind of big games, but it's it just gets absolutely. Uh, murdered on Twitter and I, I think it's particularly lame and contrived but that's just my opinion
2: do they
3: do a West Side
2: Story dance off <laughs> Well, was, was that before or after they sang Stand By Me
0: did you see that uh, oh, I can't stand that I'm
4: not sure were they
2: that's, singing Stand By Me
0: yeah they stole that that's ridiculous that they leave that should be left in the movie that's one of my favourite movies of all time and they and that not even they don't even they don't all sing it not everyone sings it so it's like and they're all out of t- not out of tune but they're
3: all like some of them are late and uh, it's very upsetting i don't like it That's stadium singing at its best though i mean yeah, if, no, if everybody sang like a choir at a stadium yeah, but, nobody would go to football
0: anymore yeah but the the uh the liverpool song uh never you'll walk. never walk alone that's how that's how you do it the melbourne victory like i don't know you have got to lift your game i think
2: yeah there, there isn't that much tune to you'll never walk alone in the original so you know it can't it's quite hard to get to butcher it i tell you, there is one, I think it's Stoke, that sing um, Delilah. You know, uh, why, yeah.
3: why, 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 <laughs> Delilah?
2: I just thought that's such an odd song for a football crowd to be singing.
3: What, did, a
4: non-Welsh ca-
2: football crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'd
4: really like to hear um, in the A-League, Greasy Chip Buddy. You know, that goes re- down really well at Bramaline. <laughs>
3: West Ham sing "River Blowing Bubbles." Yeah, I've, I've never actually had yeah, on that one at all. Hmm. I've, I've I've been I've been in West Ham crowd for a game. I think it was at West Brom years ago,
4: and just just keeps coming out of the bubbles, and it kind of you know bubbles in the air. Uh, yeah, I don't get
0: it either. But Sydney anyway. Sydney FC had the best one when Jimmy Barnes and uh, uh, I think Frank Lowy's son
3: performed. The, do you remember that song? No, no. Sydney Sydney FC for me. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, do you? CDFC FC oh, yeah. for me. That's one of the A League's lowest moments, isn't it? <laughs> me singing or the the actual song? <laughs> I think both, sides, both. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I quite like yours. Yeah, sure. thank you. <laughs> I'm just sticking up for more singing on this pod, though. So um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So game. let's get to the game. Uh, it. Were, I, I would probably describe that as victory, just with a professional win. They, they were, you know, not necessarily the best team in there. Well, if you're looking at the stats, they were City were superior than them on pretty much all stats. Um, but you know, the key stat was obviously your shots and your uh, shots on target and goals because City were very wasteful in front of goal. Um, but victory were clinical.
3: Yeah, we've just lost John actually. He pressed his screen and then disappeared. Went sideways. Oh, there he still is. Here? He's back again. Still here. Um yeah, it was really just it was, uh training much training ground warm up, I felt, for victory for the final. Uh I mean they're just devastating. Uh City didn't turn up. Uh they were really, really poor. Uh the shadow of what we would hoped to see from them, I think. Uh and uh yeah, victory just ran over them. Uh it's it's going to be a high-scoring final when we get around to talking about that, I think. But.
0: I thought that um, everything that could go wrong for Melbourne City did go wrong. Uh, mm. They missed chances. Their defending was poor. Their best three players just fell over <laughs> and got injured. So yeah. um, once you lose Moy, and then you lose uh, Williams, and then you lose Navilio, then that's... That's their team. Yeah, See you I later. Mean, and it, that's what was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. that's what was disappointing. Is I thought there was going to something was going to happen. They were going to give victory a fight. But when you combine their poor defending and I think they missed a couple of chances when it was two 0 to get back in the game, then that was it. And then Archie Thompson just uh, um, just walked one in, and Sydney FC and Adelaide United were waiting.
2: Archie Thompson is deadly from a, a yard away. Oh my gosh,
0: he? he's unbelievable. <laughs> he's not just man, deadly. He's, full stop. Not many better.
2: Yeah. Um, um, but you, know, you, you mentioned you mentioned about the the shots. You know, City had 17 shots, only four on target, 28% accuracy. That's you know you need if if victory are going to be giving those sort of chances to City uh, to Sydney, sorry, they will be scoring more than well zero but uh, it was probably a shame that most of city's chances fell to Kisnorba. I
0: know. That that's uh that, that's, that noted got boring. I love when they say that was a, a defender's finish. Yeah. When a defender just can not do can't but, shoot for shit. How how and is he was...
2: how is he stood on the penalty spot when the ball is cut back to him from from an attacking move? Every credit from being there but I don't understand why. Yeah,
3: he shouldn't really yeah. be in that position
0: at all. And why would he lift? Why would he put, put Kisnobo up front? I mean, I I know they needed to chase the game, well, I mean, why?
3: I think back in Legion Items he he, he was getting a few goals. Yeah. Uh I think the problem is he he scores better when he's got his bandage on. <laughs> got that head bandage and he's yeah, never been he's... the same player
0: since he took it off. Yeah, the the head wound probably assists him. Yeah. He doesn't have to think as much. <laughs> 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 but he's that too harsh, probably too harsh. Uh, for all
3: the, uh, the the number of shots that City got, I think they were a lot of them were desperation shots. To be honest, uh, just trying to get force their way back into the game. Uh, mm. They never really genuinely seemed like threatening uh, victory at all. Uh, but you know, as I say, when you lose so many players of that quality from you know first opening minutes onwards. Uh, they're really going to struggle to get back into. It. There was no room for tactical changes. There was nothing. Uh, Van Ship's hands were tied. Mm. Um, the debate I was having with Michael Lynch actually after the uh, the game was whether they count that counts as them finishing fourth or is it still fifth? I say they still finished fifth.
4: Yeah, he was um I saw I saw Lynch-y spat on Twitter. They they still finished fifth. That's what you've sure finished.
3: Exactly. He with. says because they made yeah. it into the, the semis uh that counts as a fourth place finish, but
2: Well, no, if there's if they were then to play like a third place playoff with Adelaide, then that would be because what why would they be fourth and not Adelaide be fourth? Because they both got to the semi. Oh well, yes, exactly.
3: Yeah, Over exactly. The season, yeah. Though,
2: they'd um, oh yeah, I suppose I, I suppose I'd like to finish third we, in the league.
0: It would have been awesome with a third and fourth playoff, I reckon. Play at the MCG. I, I think we have a yeah. <laughs> What do you reckon third and fourth uh, midweek uh, making mid a week. midweek make it a bigger game than the grand final, like just pump it up. Yeah, I think if they all play with a beer in their hand then you know, Yeah, after, just
4: after, uh, have a shot after, after every 10 minutes or something. Just...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you get subbed off you get to go straight to the airport and fly off on your summer holidays, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to make it a, a no, festival. I think the
4: question now is um John Burns, Skip, why does he stay on? Does he get the yucks? You know, he hasn't really convinced um this season and you know, Melbourne yeah. City's got his, the big budget and the aspirations um, to be a, a massive club in Australia, but is he the man to take him forward? I I don't really think he is.
3: I would be very surprised if City Football Group were impressed by what they saw of City this season. Mm. But, having said that, semi-final finish might just be enough to save them um, but I would think City Football Group will be looking for someone else. And if they can find someone else that fits the bill within their budget, Vanship's gone for all money for me.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, there's no coaching salary cap, is there? No,
3: no, exactly. Well,
2: <laughs> and, and for me, that's where it would probably be wise to spend your money if you if yeah. you have this said
3: that from day one,
2: yeah, almost endless pot of of money to invest in and, and sort of develop your group as such, then yeah, that's where you need to be spending wisely. I think.
3: Yeah, and that applies to all the the clubs as well. Though you know, yeah, uh, you see so many clubs trying to save money um, on management staff and like coaching staff are outside the co- outside the camp. Yeah. Mm. Spend big, you're never going to improve. Uh, and we've seen off so many times in the past that, you know, coaches do make a difference. Yeah. I and think don't, the Perth
4: experience, also invests in a good accountant. Yeah, no. that's also true. <laughs> and don't
3: spend your
0: marquee dollars on a box-to-box midfielder from Hull. <laughs> that's, that's the lesson. And And it's like if you're the richest man in the world and you buy Kingswood instead of a Porsche.
4: I, th- I think he's from Slovenia not Hull but I, I know
0: what you mean. <laughs> no, from he played for Hull, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's not from Hull. He's, he's, from, he's from the whole end of Slovenia though. <laughs> <laughs> from the- <laughs> Welcome to Hull.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, you
3: can't- Baba.
2: Let's talk about his goal.
3: That was quite spectacular. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the technique, the control, everything about it was just why that didn't do a Zadkovic and disappear off in, out the stadium, I've got no idea. I <laughs> know. Uh, and, yeah.
2: and if that fell to, or, or if any other player um, did that, I would say, bar a handful in this league, you would have been like, that's luck. Yeah. But.
3: You could, there was a beautiful view actually right behind him as, as he connected, and you could actually see him looking at that corner off the goal mm. as he struck it and just followed it through. Uh, and you know, he expected that to go in before he'd kicked it. Yeah, uh, it was just so was such an amazing goal, sensational. There's a, there's a saying
0: in cricket um, when you catch a ball, use soft hands, and that just reminded me of 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 that when you he used a soft foot, like he didn't yeah. smack yeah. it. He just he's more let sort of the ball do the deflecting the ball into, yeah. into the right position. And uh, yeah. that was uh, that's quality. And Barisha looked like he just stared at the ball and it went in. With his header, he's just that powerful. <laughs> yeah. His mind is that powerful. I think just building on
4: what concert is similar with um, Abini's goal. I mean, the, the ball we had all that time, and you, I think him a couple of years ago probably would have put that in Z but he just sort of calmly side-footed it in, mm. placed it beautifully, and yeah, that's what you've got to be cool, calm, and collected. And those both those players were, and get the goals that make the difference.
0: And using a Happy Gilmore reference, which you'd appreciate... Yeah, you just yeah. got to tap, tap it in. Tap it in. Just
2: tap it in. Tap it in. Talking of not being able to tap it in... I thought Thomas had a good game. Standing in for Coe.
3: Yeah, considering man so rusty... You know, he's like the tin man, you would have thought. Mm. Get WD-40 out to get him off the bench. Uh, no, he did very well. Yeah, um, he, made,
2: he made a couple of good saves... Uh, one from uh, Navilo free kick which was n- oh, would have yes. nestled itself right into that top corner so yeah. Um, and yeah
0: no he's uh, deputised very well there sir so. and I think Coe was almost a liability for Melbourne victory because he did like to wander away from his uh, penalty area and I think Thomas just provides a bit more stability mm. than Co did
3: yeah I would say though that I would if I was Arnie that's one of the weak spots I'll be targeting next week Okay. Because uh, uh, you know, for all that he did a, a decent job, again, like I say, a lot of it was desperation uh, shots that didn't really stand much of a chance. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think at the hands of a more clinical finisher, yeah. uh, and Sydney have got plenty of those. Uh, I think he's going to look a lot more vul- more vulnerable on Sunday.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I think with um, how lucky is Michael Turnbull, he's got you know a free ticket to the grand final. He could probably put that on eBay. And- Make
3: a bit of money, but ha. one of the best probably in the house. Decent view. Decent view. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. That's
2: the victory game. Do we have anyone to listen to at this point?
3: No, we don't actually. Oh do we not? No, no, because ah. we're Sydney centric and had nobody in Melbourne to oh, do It's a shame.
2: Yeah. Well we've got um we've got another cracking game to talk about and um we were we were all there apart from John. I'm lucky mate.
4: Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was watching and, and vining, and, and apparently one of my tweets was on the big screen.
2: Oh yeah, I
0: was, I was going to, to, say to say that, that. your oh, dial on the on the biggest uh, screen of all just popped out of nowhere, and I just was, um, I was going to uh, text you, but I don't have your number. But um, yeah, well done getting uh, on the big screen, John yeah, G. Yeah, I, um,
4: I had some mates texting me and, and a thing on Facebook, and I'm sure they were you know wanting to get my. My gibberish
0: off the screen, so yeah. How would really a, sure did I, I miss that? Happened, this? But, uh, there you go. It was in the second half. You know, they were flashing tweets on the big screen about um, fans saying, you know, uh, oh, what a great goal, or that was, you know, funny funny bits and pieces. Uh, they had one of Johnny's tweets on there. Do you remember what you said, Johnny? What did you say? What your tweet was? I think it was just
4: about uh, after the Goodwin goal, and I don't think it was anything particularly eloquent or interesting or even mildly amusing. So um, I find that hard go. to
2: believe.
3: Can you talk me of those big screens, though? Those are the biggest yeah. screens <laughs> How big are I have it's ever, ever seen. It's I actually think I could probably watch them from my house and it's about <laughs> five kilometres away. If you can see it from space,
4: on, you know, from like... Uh,
3: I reckon you probably from- could. Uh, they, they, they're a couple of kilometres wide, I think. I don't like them. In my last uh, um, A-League Snobcast,
0: uh, latest issue right now, um, my uh, co-host, Rob Toddler said th- those uh screens were there for rugby league fans to make them feel like they're watching the game from home because rugby <laughs> yeah. league is really good uh for TV so that's what he was saying that's what they were built built for just for rugby league fans to give them that home experience yeah
2: i, I, I had a pretty good view i could see most of the pitch i was on i was on a relatively decent angle but behind the goal but um but quite high up and I just found myself watching the big screen yeah. more than watching when I'm watching the game. Because
0: your eye is naturally drawn to it. Look it's how powerful. Dr- yeah. yes. You can't miss it. So
3: it burns a retinas. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'm a, I'm a fan. It's astonishingly detailed uh, it, it,
2: high yeah, res it's, display it's as amazing
0: well. I mean it's just and there's a delay
3: did you they notice do that? how there's
2: a delay yeah there's a slight delay so I love it when it's um, not live I can't remember I can't remember who it was I think it might have been Brosk or, um, or it could have been Nalmoth actually um, he got pulled for offside and he turned around and went ref that was never offside and he looked up at the screen and went oh actually I was <laughs> 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 It's self adjudicated, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is quite good. Kind I of like that. That's one of the benefits of it, I would say. Um, but yes, yeah.
3: apart from that, there was plenty to replay as well. Yeah, on oh, the big screen,
2: it, it was such a good game.
3: That was an absolute belter, uh, unless you're an Adelaide fan. Yeah, yeah.
2: But for me, for a spectacle of, of going to a football match, I went with a few mates. Um, one guy had never been to an A league game before, and he was just like. Holy shit! This is amazing. Like, why have I never done this before? Um, I'm not going to tell him they're not like that every week, but um, of course not. Oh, <laughs> so. um, but Jets, Mariners can. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the atmosphere was great. Twenty-six thousand, which I thought there might be a few more than that on, but
3: but that was still the biggest semi-final crowd in Sydney. Yeah, in his in A League history. Oh, really? I yeah. thought what, the first season there was.
0: Versus Adelaide? Um, well,
3: certainly the last two. That's the biggest oh, that okay. they have had. I thought
0: against Adelaide there was over 30 in the first season um, for, so that, s- for that same that same. Possibly
3: spectacles, but could yeah. well have been.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, but the atmosphere was brilliant,
3: yeah. I thought. Yeah, the cove were in full flight. Great Tifo from them as well.
2: Um, Not sure about the balloons. Did you
3: hold
0: anything up? You, no, I was no. in the press box. So I was and yourself? You I no, job. I was in the bar queue. Oh, you're in the bar <laughs> queue. Well, I was holding up my white um, Tifo.
3: I was involved. You were part of that yes, yes. display. Good man. That's what, it's about. That's what it's about. As far as Sydney on the pitch we concerned though, what mm. really, really, really has impressed me this season is one, obviously the attacking enterprise they're showing. Uh, the skill they're showing on the ball, the determination to get goals rather than free kicks and penalties yep. compared to last season especially because that was Del Piero's master plan. Get a free kick and try and lump it in from outside the box. But the precision passing they were doing, mm. the passing into space that would then follow up from that as well, the through balls. Yeah. Jesus, it was really inspiring to watch. Mm. It was as good, but genuinely as good as most EPL uh, teams. That uh, that miss
0: that Janko had in the second half, I counted 14 passes mm. before... Um, the, positive
2: G- Galekovic save that was a good uh, the, save yeah the, yeah. the
0: crazy Galekovic save I, I remember watching because when you watch from the Cove you can't see anything so when I came home I was watching it on replay and I remember like I, I saw the save and I went geez there was a lot of passes and I just went back and counted it like a football nerd <laughs> and uh, yeah that's just that's that movie's an example of what Arnie's done to this team this year like you were saying compared to yeah. last season and
3: it, it, it's always positive forward passing that's going on as well you know unlike uh Passing it to Terry McFlynn and watching it go straight back to the keeper again. Yeah,
0: the mm. the uh,
3: uh, the
0: he was notorious for the um for the diagonal pass backwards. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> but and the through balls. You know, there was the I think it was the first goal. Uh, Petkovic did it. Oh yeah, beautiful the ball through um, Namov up to was it to Namov? Yeah, done. Yeah, down, yeah. And down then, the
0: left and then crossed it inside. Then cross it into yeah.
3: space and bang straight in there. That was just sensational. Yeah, that was beautiful. Uh, beautiful but player. you know, there were so many other balls that were just played into space, and the players ran onto it rather than playing it behind them or playing to their feet. Great. <laughs> <Right>. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's. I got an on my phone
4: and decided to vibrate and jump out. <laughs>
2: All right, John. Be- is it just because we're not talking to you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bloody attention seeker, I All right,
2: you, you. if you. if you're going to be attention-grabbing, um, Muff, yeah, man um, of the match. You've yeah, surely I'll, got to agree I'll with that. Say,
4: I was just going to say, um, I spoke to him on Thursday, so I'm going to take credit for the performance. Um, obviously, you know, GD Markman's fired him. No, he's, he's, a brilliant, he's a brilliant player. I've interviewed him a few times over the sort of two years that he's been in the A-League. Um, and this season, he's just been outstanding. He's gone to a new level. Um, I think we all saw in the FFA Cup against Sydney United, he scored those two goals. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, sort of anointed him as, as one of the next big things, which is always a dangerous tag. But, um, you know, he's just developed and blossomed under Graham Arnold. It's great to see. He can beat people. He can score goals. He can create them. It's um yeah, and uh, Bernie, Abini as well. He's he's just gotten better and better. Well, actually, he did this last month he's been on fire.
3: Just before we get on to Bernie, Arnie had a few kind words to say about uh, Kiki. No, after the game.
5: Yeah, no. Look, he's a great kid. He's uh, the good thing about Kiki is he's, he's you know he's getting more belief in himself. You know, he's he's he's, he's a shy kid, so you know, he doesn't look it after putting him on the pitch in front of thirty thousand and playing like that. But he was. Uh, Outstanding tonight. It's just a matter of him, as I said, believing in himself. You know, in one one v one situations, he's so quick, and uh, <clears throat> we've been working on his decision making. And uh, you know, because he, you know he's a kid, and it's a learning experience for him. But you uh, know, he was he was outstanding tonight, and uh, he definitely has got uh, a, a huge amount of talent. And you know, I've, I think uh, that's you know, one of the reasons I've shown a lot of faith in the kid. You know, I think he's played nearly every game apart from the first few and uh, he's getting better and better.
2: And I would, uh, I would agree with Arnie. You know, that it, he's, he just seems to be getting better every time I see him. Um, but that, this is probably one of the best games that I've, uh, I can recall seeing of him. There was the, the, in the first six minutes of the game he could have scored the goal of the round yeah. that was you know it was such neat control of the ball uh, it could have been a lovely finish um, and so direct as he said you know he it just it, it, there was nothing on to the right Yanko um, was up to his left but he was marked so you know what I'm just going to try and take on the three players that are in front of me and curl it into the top corner
3: Yeah, brilliant um, we uh, we also actually uh, con had a chat with uh kiki as his grandmother his yeah, grandmother, his grandmother christens him or knows him as and which is kind of stuck with everybody uh here's what uh con and uh chris or kiki had to say to each other
0: all right we've got uh, chris namoff here on the 442 fm podcast uh, thanks for joining us today mate no problem, no problem all. um all right so what's the build-up been like this week um heading to the grand final
6: yeah, look, it's it's still uh, pretty early on in the week. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're coming down off of the uh, semi-final on the weekend. Um, but, look, there's, there's obviously a lot of excitement and uh, it's, it's a new experience for me. So, you know, I'm only looking forward to, to the weekend.
0: Uh, you must feel really good personally as well. You, you set up the first goal and scored the last goal. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that that was your best game. How do you, how do you feel about that?
6: Yeah, look, I, I definitely think it's um, been one of my best games, uh, especially this season. Um, look, I was just you know playing with confidence and trying to do the best I can for the team, and you know I think you know, every player in the team on the night was performed uh, really great. So look, it, it was a great night for, for the fans and supporters, everyone who was involved with the game. So um, look, you know we're only we're only looking forward to, to the grand final.
0: And you've played a victory three times this season. You've had um, two three-all draws and a nil-all draw. Uh, how
6: do you think the game will pan out? Yeah, look, three draws throughout the season. Um, You know they obviously finished first, and we finished second. You you can't really set it up any better than that. So, um, look, you know everyone's buzzing, buzzing over the game on the weekend, and um, you know there'll be a sellout crowd, and and the atmosphere will be unbelievable. So, like I said, you can only look uh, look forward to those type of experiences. So, where was that, come?
0: When did you speak to him? Uh, well, I went to Sydney FC training today. There was an open media day for... There was a media day for the media, so we all got a chance to speak to the were the media there? <laughs> and the media were um, in tow. And Johnny just keeps on falling over. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was lots of media there. You had um, people from the BBC. Um, BBC? You know, yeah, there was a BBC representative there. Good um, God. Fox, Fox, Fox Sports, ABC, all the usuals. Um, Mark Yanko was sliding down a pole. Um where well, the steps were, which I thought was very uh
2: like a stripper or well like,
0: not um did not he have glasses? Glass a, a railing, a railing, the railing
2: pole. What do you uh, call that? Oh right, yeah. So the railing the pole. St- the, yeah. and, um, so like home alone rather than the There was like three
0: strippers. levels of this railing pole and he just kept on sliding like a little kid and I thought see if he <laughs> falls over in front of us and injures himself. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Uh Mark Yanko
3: and this he's video videos for mate. Where's the <laughs> Where's the footage? Uh,
0: someone else was doing it, but I I didn't want to um, uh, jinx him or anything like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Kiki's uh, he's only 19, and, uh, yeah, let's, um, I don't think he was nervous. He's just, you know, the shy 19-year-old. Mm. But uh, just, I don't know, I've watched every home game this season and then a couple of away games, and Kiki's been trying... Um, moves all all year, he, and he, he's got a style where he just glides through. Yeah. And he, he's been trying, you know, trying to beat two or three players, but it hasn't really come off. Uh, this game, I think, was the first time a lot of his things that he was trying all season were coming off. So I think now is the best time to do that. Mm. You know, you've got the, the biggest game of the season coming up, and let's hope. Uh, um, I think he's now a weapon that um, Melbourne Victory have to watch, yeah. which might create space <laughs> for the for other players.
3: Interestingly Arnie was talking about uh, the tactics he used to uh, to defeat Adelaide uh, and they'd spotted that Bugard was uh, able to be drawn out of position and that the the, the fullbacks would always follow the the wingers uh, no matter where they went which would then create space. Um, just, it was quite an interesting chat with a uh, chat from him just to see how he was thinking tactically. Uh, this is what he had to say:
5: yeah, we, we noticed obviously their fullbacks track our wide players inside, and there's a lot of space outside the stoppers. And uh, you know that's why I say they, they man they pretty much track their players everywhere. Uh, our players, sorry, everywhere, and even in, in midfield. So the space is always there. But uh, you know we we knew that there was a lot of space. You know, outside of the uh, outside of the two central defenders, because the fullbacks track in, so that's why tonight I pretty much played a four-four-two with Broski up high and uh, next to Mark, and and tried to utilise again the space outside.
2: Um, I only mentioned there, Brosk. He's um, he scored some very important goals for Sydney this season, uh, and again he stepped up. Um, he. I don't know, he's, been, yeah, he's been brilliant for them, hasn't he?
3: He's just so... He just seems to have really grown up uh, mm-hmm. a lot in the last year or so. Uh, and he just seems more confident uh, in his own abilities, I think, more than anything else. Uh, I've mentioned before that he used to really annoy me, that he would go to ground and try for the penalty mm. instead of staying on his feet and going for a goal. Uh, and when he stopped doing that and started getting goals then I think now it's got to the stage where he realises he can actually rifle them in uh, from anywhere and he's willing to try the the uh, spectacular as he did and got that back heel sensation, killer touch we are. Uh, we've yeah. got a chat with him coming up later but uh, that was just an amazing goal
0: yeah, he thinks of that you don't even think of that
3: To, to try that out I, I, That's what surprised I, I, I mean, me It's like, just pure reflex It's just mm-hmm. getting something on it To divert it And hopefully put it goalwards uh, And it came off
2: It used to be like a John Franco Zola special Wasn't it? Yes He uh, yeah. used yes. to score loads of those Little yeah. flicked Yeah, yeah and that was uh, exactly it In the sort of Mid-90s English football It was just like This breath of fresh air This continental Flair uh, That brought to the league And it was uh, It was It was yeah. yeah. It was exactly such a good the goal, that, That's the
4: contrast with Chelsea today. They were entertaining but losers, but now they're boring but
3: winners. Mm. Uh, boring now because they're just trying to. Well, I don't know we're getting into EPL arguments, but I, <laughs> I would say they were very, very entertaining at the beginning of the season. Uh, and now yeah. they've just got their head down and sealing the title. Um over, Adelaide. I agree with Adam
4: though. Like, if, you, if, you know, if you're scoring Zolares goals, that's something special. That's, oh, definitely.
3: That's yeah. Adelaide, however night of frustration for them so many missed opportunities so many chances so close so many times and just none of them were going in for them
2: Where did it go wrong for Adelaide, Jen?
4: I think it's a bit surprising they a little little bit went with the back three um, for a game like this I think Kourosk has been injured a bit and probably wasn't at his at his um, you know top finish and i think also just the squad depth really hurt them in the end i mean you look at victory and uh, sydney you know they're full 20 whatever it is 24 25 i mean they've pretty much got solid players right across the board and you know sydney recruited really well when they lost ogonowski and gamero and Carl. And um but adelaide just seemed to you know once bruce judo was out and really lacked a, a proper you know Striker who could who could finish, um, and defensively, you know, with with Buga and Malik, and McGowan, um, had a few injuries and suspensions there, and, and that sort of you know crawled them a bit. So I still though I think um, they've had an outstanding season. I mean, winning the FFA Cup is is a great achievement, and. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see what they do in the off season in terms of recruitment
3: um, and where what, what combo decides to strengthen, where he decides to strengthen. Well, funnily enough, I asked uh, Josip exactly that after the match, see if he was frustrated at the squandered opportunities, caused possibly by a lack of a striker. Here's what he had to say: Will your first priority be to sign a striker?
7: Can be, can be one of the, the possibilities, but. Uh... It's not the first priority. I am satisfied with with the players that I have, but of course uh, every team want to improve and to be more competitive. Uh, Bit with them, eh? that, that that you feel that you need to work more hard for to. Be How the frustrating first. was tonight to see those chances go. Better. I think it's football, no. Uh, another day, you the last game that we played here, Sydney had a lot of chances and and, and don't score and we uh, score, no. And today uh, we had a lot and, and we don't score. Uh, and then I, I am a coach that I, I see a big picture, no. Uh, and, and for me, it's what I say now to the changing room, to my players, no? I am satisfied with them, I, I am happy with the way that they fight, run every single ball, and, and for me, it's enough, no. and, and uh, I am sad for the people that uh, support us and come from Adelaide and make the effort 4 and, and, and spend money if, uh, with the flag, and, uh, and after we don't get the <coughs> result. No? I want to say thanks to them for to come, and, and also uh, to all the fans that follow to us all the season, and... And I am so proud from them because uh, they really helped to us uh, to, to be uh, an important team, you know, and, and, and trying to, to do the best that we can. Satisfied and uh, just uh, we need to keep going. We are the club that uh, we need to, to have this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was John
2: reacting to uh, to what Gombau just said oh jeez what was it that he said that um, that most uh, made you so outraged there John I'm very, I'm very easily outraged uh, if, uh, if, 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 if there's not enough sugar in my coffee I get pissed off so. John didn't like the fact that he was thanking fans um, for making the effort to come over to uh how to, very to dare he
0: how dare he <laughs> what but speaking of Gombau, I just wanted to say, I, th- I thought he got his tactics wrong uh, in terms of his back three. You, s- you said he had a back three. He had three central defenders. He had Malik, uh, Bougard, and uh, what's the Scottish boy? No, um, uh, Elrich was on the right. Um, McGowan, he had... Yeah, so he had McGowan in defence, but he... he um, so he basically had uh, the right back um, position. He had a central defender of Malik playing... And I thought he had Moroni <clears> on the problem. bench, and he had a uh, Goodwin playing on the wing. And I just thought um, it was so weird for us, like on Bow's side, not to have his fullbacks going because he he after already scored that wonder goal, we told him to stop doing that, <laughs> and he hasn't been um, you know marauding down the down the left.
3: So oh, I thought... he tried again. Well, he didn't actually try it down the left. He he ran centrally. G- yeah, the center, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought trying to repeat it. And another thing,
0: um, what's what Sydney's tactics were when I watched the game again, Sydney were fouling, um, didn't give Adelaide a chance. It's one thing I was watching a lot, and it was kind of like a revenge thing, when because Adelaide did this, did, did that to them last time around, and I think Arnie must have said to the guys like, make sure you don't, um, you don't let them get away with what they did last time. So there was a lot of incessant fouling. And um, especially on Karuska. Karuska was getting fouled every time he got near the ball, and I think um, that didn't help Adelaide's chances too. Sydney muscled up much more than um, than the they last time around. They were very lucky to see yeah. the ninety
3: with the full. Of, yeah, they didn't. Um, I think Ryle the was
0: lucky. Ryle was lucky. Petkovic was lucky too. Um, Ryle specifically, he got away with a couple too. So
2: well, he got booked early on for for taking out Goodwin, didn't he? Yeah. On, on one of his, I thought Goodwin was brilliant. Oh, he was he amazing! He's always, brilliant. He's, always he, brilliant. he's looking more and more like a complete player, yeah. um, and every week that I watch him. So I, I, I was watching with with a mate, and I made you know, and this might this is very flattering at this stage, but um, it reminds me of a young Gareth Bale when Gareth Bale was was coming through Southampton when he was sort of just starting at Spurs. You know, he, he started off as a fullback and then he started becoming more and more uh, um, uh, sort of forward facing. He would—he'd be the guy that would sort of pick the ball up, and he doesn't necessarily have the electric pace that that sort of that, that young Bale did. But technique-wise, you know, the free kick shows that he that he does. So, um, so yeah, I, I hope he he continues on that form in signs for Real Madrid. Do
3: you know who didn't race him, Gary Van Egmond?
2: Ah, oh, he's got Egmond go? on his face now. <laughs>
3: oh, 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 oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, he uh,
2: he
3: didn't. Right, Mattel. Uh, I remember when he was at the Jets, and now nah, he's saw potential. And other player's not good one. Which at the well, time, that, left him
4: Who who let him go before the season started? Um, and he's just yeah, he's gone to a new level. It's interesting because he went to he went on trial to Reading last in the off season last year, mm. and didn't he didn't get offered a deal. Um, but he's a much better player now than he was than what we saw at Newcastle. You know, much more consistent, much more threatening, and scoring a lot more goals and creating a lot more chances as well.
3: It's funny Stubbins letting go, because he's such a great judge of character. Normally, Stubbins. (laughs) Zing.
0: Zing. Um,
2: (laughs) Do you think there's a a European club for him at the moment?
4: I I spoke to him, um, obviously you've been reading the website, um, Adam. I spoke to him last (laughs) week before the game, um, had a good chat with him, and he, he pretty much said, yeah, he's main ambition, well not main ambition but one of his big goals is to go overseas and I think he really, he said next season he wants to really build on what he's done this season and you know, break out in the A-League and then look, look to overseas after that so it'll be interesting to see and the reason, I mean he is from Adelaide but the reason he moved back was because he loved the way that, that the Reds play under Gombau um, and it's obviously suited him as we can all see so another season in the A-League I think and then he'll look to, to go overseas and obviously he wants to break back into the Socceroos and if he keeps going
0: the way he's going, you can definitely see that happening. Do you reckon he needs to bulk up? Because he's a bit slight. I reckon if he puts a bit more muscle on his yeah. frame, um, that that would help him a lot. He, if he still wants to make good. that move overseas. Mm. Well, but I like I, Messi. <laughs> no, I think if you're a, a winger and... Um,
3: I don't know, I think it just definitely helps having... big that... dividends for Ronaldo, certainly, but I don't think it's always necessary. I think.
4: Yeah, I think I think it depends where you play. Like, obviously, if he was going at the championship, yeah, he probably did put on mm, thirty yeah. kilos of pure. Yeah, not thirty football, kilos, but,
3: just like but, you know, you probably somewhere kilos. else would suit him better. Yeah. yeah. So mm. Sydney victory final or victory so. v Sydney final? Are you, are you going down for it? Don't know. Might do.
0: Can you get a ticket? They're they're holding it at a, at a little boutique
3: stadium. <laughs> Twenty-seven thousand.
0: Con, um, here's
4: your chance to put out a you know uh, I need a ticket.
0: A call, call to, to action.
4: Well, I think the, the, call, a
0: ticket, the call for ticket, the the call to action is whoever is responsible for this should be fired, because <laughs> everyone was asking questions to the players, and it's it's now a talking point um, that we're all discussing. Even though I'm bring bringing it up, but yeah, that's ridiculous that twenty to thirty thousand people aren't be, uh, will not be able to get a ticket. Uh, that's millions of, uh, millions of dollars gone in terms of money going to the, uh, to the game from tickets, from, uh, from the economy as well. And this is laughable that this has occurred. And if uh, I want to reiterate Ray Gatt's article today, if you want to be number one, then maybe book, probably book a stadium that'll fit the grand final. That'll help.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think. There should be. It should be at a bigger stadium, certainly. But having said that, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that there's such a huge demand for tickets. There's not enough tickets to go around. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants one. That's what it should always be. But, okay, we seem to have slightly manufactured that problem this time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think that happens even when it, when there is a bigger stadium. There's always demand and... Uh... I
3: think we would have sold our Etihad. Um but as far as filling the MCG is concerned, I think we're a long way away from that. Yeah, oh, well, I, I don't the think anybody would want it to at, be played there anyway.
2: The anyway. So again, John, sorry.
4: I was just going to say, I think the MCG, you know, by all accounts, is a terrible venue for football because you're so far from the pitch. But mm. I think, I think Con's right. Yeah, the FFA probably drop the ball a bit, but then I think the AFL sort of takes any opportunity to to shit on football. Uh, when it can, so you know there wasn't really much help in, in terms of securing Eddie or moving one match. So it's just uh, you know something we've got to cop it sweet, I guess. But
0: well, you should be able to negotiate with uh, AFL. They could not negotiate <laughs> with AFL re- regarding the World Cup uh, stadiums, and now they're they're shown to do the same as as well. How much money? I'd like to know how much money was offered. Did they even offer money to
3: to the, well, the AFL? The AFL's worth
4: billions, so I don't think they're. Really I, at
3: me? the end of the day no, the no. AFL doesn't need to negotiate it's happy it's got what it wants mm. what is it going to get out of helping us nothing and so therefore
0: true. it won't and w- during the fan day today that was one of the questions the BBC journalists asked one of the um, another journalist uh, was, was w- wanting to know how come this, the game's being played at a smaller stadium why does AFL hate football so much so this is going to make news around uh, in in England on the BBC about why this has occurred. So um, if that's that's just another that shows another example of um, of football in Australia, it's kind of a, something to laugh at. Look look at these guys; that can't even play at a at a proper stadium. Like imagine if Wembley you couldn't play the FA Cup final at Wembley. Imagine you couldn't play. Uh, the World Cup final at the biggest stadium—that's the
3: kind of AFL uh, hates freedom. That's what it's all about. <laughs> AFL hates freedom.
4: I think it is interesting because we all we do love the code wars in, in Australia across all the football codes, but it really is AFL and football. I think now because you see the NRL, you know, with with the with the Wanderers of Perth and you know even with the Knights and the Jets, there's a bit more collaboration now, um, and you know, rugby unions really sort of slipped down a bit, but. Yeah, you look at Amy Park and the, the Melbourne Rebels and the Melbourne Storm and and Victory and and City all play at Amy Park, and I think there's a bit of collaboration there. But the AFL, I think, are the ones that see themselves as being most threatened and really trying to um, do anything they can to to slap football back down, which is disappointing.
0: And there's a game at Amy Park too before the Grand Final, isn't there? Mm-hmm. There's a rugby league game. Is it? Yeah, well, probably. But we, yeah, I would imagine. What the day before? I think it's on Friday night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's probably
3: mm-hmm. right. Just
4: uh, check that.
3: There with me. Do, 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 do. So, anyway. <laughs> yep, yep, Don, you're
4: right. Ten, yep. Saturday. No, it's on Saturday
0: night. Saturday night, Saturday yeah.
3: Night long. before. So. Gosh, not even 24 hours before. Not even. Uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting and fun. And you know that it's going to mean that there's going to be painted on swastikas and things all yeah. over the pitch. It <laughs> will still be visible.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> VB will love
2: loving that.
4: the Nazi
0: and I just want to end end this by saying, if you love the game, this wouldn't have happened. If you really love football, and you were running football, this would not have happened.
3: Uh, look, it's an oversight. It's a it's yeah. an error. You know, David, the the FFA thought they'd booked the right day. They, the uh, The Asian Cup came up, everything was thrown into uh, confusion and this got overlooked and it's an expensive, they're going to pay for it. I mean, let's face it, if the MCG had been available and they had decided to book that out, it would have been about $10 million worth of tickets. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, they're losing out big time.
0: And you've made the fans angry. And why you don't want to make your number one stakeholders angry? The fans are the ones missing out. The players yeah. deserve to play at the biggest stadium. When I was interviewing but, all the players, you could see how disappointed they were that they were playing at. A, that they were trying to make it seem better. But the thing it wasn't. is,
3: the thing is, though, even still, despite all that, the atmosphere at Emmy Park is going to be electric. It's right. You're right on top of the pitch. The play, The uh, everybody's got a perfect view the the way the the stadium roof is it echoes and uh, amplifies the sound it's going to be it's from a fan's perspective it will feel just as good as a full mm. had if not even better to yeah be
0: oh, it still it's it's still going to be a great grand final yeah. it's just
2: a shame that there isn't an extra but the, the 15, on the 10
0: year anniversary on the 10 year anniversary, yes, yeah. anniversary of the A League on the on the we're week before the where you release a report smaller. saying you want to be the number one sport it's not a good look true it's not a good look
4: just Sorry, um, that's the problem we have with stadiums in Australia. It's always going to be like that. We we share stadiums, and you know, there's not going to be many new stadiums built, really. So mm. it's always going to be an issue.
2: But that's it, and that brings the argument back to: Do you have one stadium? You know, do you have it at the ANZ, um, or or you could alternate it, ANZ one one year, MCG the other, and and try and and, and book out the the bigger stadiums. Um, but then, well, I, think, I, know, I think they'll be making some bookings in a year in advance, already have done. You well,
0: know, another, yeah, another yeah. thing is this, Elton
2: John's playing next this year. This is though.
0: the same thing that happened during the Asian Cup. <laughs> the, <darts>. the, <laughs> during darts. the first game, the Socceroos played in the Asian Cup, they they only were able to play at Amy. The semi final, they were only able to play it at Amy, which goes to my. Uh, other point Melbourne can't be trusted so let's just, <laughs> Melbourne the sporting capital of the world my Greek hairy ass
3: okay did we have to have that mental image I'm sorry about that but that's gonna live with me I, I'm gonna have to have dinner later on you won't be eating Greek food that's
0: for sure <laughs> keep it in Sydney mate Sydney has respect for football oh, Jesus oh <laughs> Melbourne cannot be trusted. I
4: want to take this moment to distance myself from any any rankings.
3: I love Melbourne. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to... Oh, I tell you, Arnie, as he was... I mentioned this on Twitter, actually, as we were wrapping up the press conference... Uh everybody's all the cameras were off and everything and Arnie just got up and was walking out the uh the press conference when he let slip this little bombshell about uh Dolovsky not being allowed to referee at
5: a Melbourne victory. Thank you. But there's one person I know won't be there next week. <laughs> Sebrae Dolovsky. The best referee in the league, to will let been Melbourne Victory. No seriously.
3: Ooh. So apparently uh, that was in reply to something Boz had said, but uh, nobody really knew what to make of that, mm. and I, to be honest, I still don't. Uh, <laughs> but he, apparently, Stratberry did do the Valentine's Day game. Oh, uh, with... uh, Sydney Sea yeah. Um,
0: uh, that's <laughs> the three all games, yeah. yeah right. Oh, that's the yeah. game where uh, Ryle did a pretend trip on Finkler.
3: Ah mm. yes, yes. So and uh, yes, oh, so
0: victory. Are you saying? Is he saying that victory have uh,
3: had a word to uh oh, he, FFA he? What he said was that Streber is wow. uh, that the best ref in the A League is not allowed to uh, referee Melbourne Victory. Wow. games. Wow, that's uh, which is an interesting little bombshell, show, show. little box hand show. grenade. Wow. Uh, he also uh, had a wee dig at uh, Kevin Musket as well. This is very brief. Just let me. Uh, I do this somebody was talking about how uh, Kevin Muskett was a young rookie uh, coach,
5: but Muskie's older than what you think. have a look at him <laughs> Muskie
2: is older than you think. just have a look at him <laughs> brilliant
3: <laughs> that is brilliant already mind games he 's He's so with people's ages huh? he 's oh. so funny
0: he 's He's got such an aura. He was, when he was walking around today at, a, at training and walking around, he was just w- walking around like he owned the place, Arnie. And uh, he's just got such an aura. And he's got a
3: point. This is Muskie's first grand final. Arnie's, this this is his third... This is his first. This is Musky's first full season already. won yeah. he's he already won the premiership though.
0: Well, it's his first grand final. So, no one's um, going to give it to you. Is, yeah, they don't just but, hand him out in uh, Kellogg's boxes. As Arnie <laughs>
3: himself knows
0: only too well. Yeah, he, he he had to lose a couple before he won. So, um, well, that's great. You want the coaches to be part of the narrative, and Arnie having a go, and Musky. Uh, I'd love to hear Musky's thoughts about. I don't think he'll bite, though. Muskie's. Uh, I'm sure he'll roll up his players um, in private. The interesting, but,
3: uh, the, 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 an aside, but uh, when I was editing your Brosky tape that we're just about to yeah. to listen, do you know who Brosky really rem- sounds like to me? Who Musket? Oh, really? Honestly, actually, yeah, does judge, have that sound judge for yourself. Yeah.
0: I've right, got Alex Brosk here for the um, thanks for the, joining us today on the 442FM podcast. No worries, thanks for having me. No worries, you've got a big smile on your face. You must be enjoying this week. Uh,
8: yeah, well, I had today off training as well, got a nice massage, <laughs> so that's why I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: what's been the build up like? You were there in um, 2010 um, and you won the grand final there. It's been five years since that time. Um, what's different about this build-up, you think? It's, uh, it's only early in the week, but what, what can you tell us?
8: Um, not too much different, actually. I think uh, look, both, both sort of squads are similar, just in, in I think, um, personalities and, and types of players and just the togetherness of the group. Like, it's, really, um, it's a really good group, I think, and yeah. that, that's very important. So I think nothing has been overly different from, from last time around. The boys are relaxed, enjoying it. A uh, lot gets made about grand final week and, and everything that comes with it. So for the moment, it's still early on, and, and we're just enjoying, you know, doing the media, doing, um, you know, a lot of extra people coming to training to yeah. watch as well. Um, but yeah, I'm sure come tomorrow and Thursday, only we'll have switched on, ready to go.
0: Um, I just want to talk to you about your form. What- during that game against Adelaide, where you missed a few chances and Golikovic made those saves, I could tell you were really frustrated. You are hitting the grass with your with your fist. And since that game, all of a sudden, you're you're connecting with goals.
8: Yeah, I think just the fact that they they they've gone in now that's yeah. the difference. You know, I haven't been doing anything different. Um, it's a confidence thing as well. You know, but I think look. Um, earlier on in the season, I was having chances and, and, and not scoring for, for various reasons. And I think, look, a lot of times you can play on your mind, and it does, it definitely does. Yeah. You start to think about it and think about chances and go over them in your head as to why you missed. Um, and it gets very frustrating. But then, I mean, once once you get one, you, you get that bit of confidence, you get another one, and, and, and that's that's football, really. That's just the way it is. So I haven't really changed anything. It's just the fact that they seem to be going in now and they were 't yeah. for them. And
0: that back heel, have you scored a back heel like that?
8: Yeah, it was probably more just um, instinct rather than anything else. Yeah. It wasn't. It's not something you try at training. I mean, you do. It just depends on, on where the ball is coming. Obviously, for balls out in front of you, you take it a different way. And, and just the fact that it was a little bit behind me meant I had to readjust my body and try something different. And, and look, to be honest, I didn't expect it to go in. You always, when you do try it at a training, you you, you know flick the leg out and hope that it does end up in. But yeah. more often than not, you end up. I end up missing the ball or falling over, so <laughs> thankfully uh, connected well and it snuck in the, the new post. What's Arnie
0: been saying to the players about dealing with this week and how to approach this week, because he's, um, he's been with uh, Central Coast Mariners in one grand finals as well. How big of an impact is his experience?
8: Well, it's, it's going to be huge, and I think it'll be the thing that sort of gets us through this week, um, thinking that it's just another game, you know, because I think if you get caught up in, in the hype and, and and what it is to be part of the grand final then I think you, you sort of start to stray away a little bit from what you've been doing all year and Arnie's very good at that That last week um, leading into the Adelaide semi-final he had everyone relaxed ready to, to you know, do the same job we had been doing all week, he didn't change anything throughout the week, didn't make it out as if it was a, a more important game than the others and I think that's the important thing so for us the fact that Arnie's been there before uh, many times um, and, and has that experience I think that Pretty much we'll be going off him and, and, and we'll be you know, learning a lot off him and the way he deals with things. Uh, and again, so that filters through to the players. We won't change anything we've done at all all season this year. Um, and our away record is very good, so we'll, we'll treat this as just another away game. And speaking about playing away, what
0: are your thoughts on the fact that the grand final is at a smaller venue?
8: Yeah, I think it'll help in, in, in that sense that um, look, it's probably not going to have a, a grand final feel about it because yeah. of the, the, the size of the stadium. So, look, that, that, I definitely think that that's going to work into, into our advantage and, and our favour. The fact that we've done so well away from, from home all season, this game's at just you know a regular sort of stadium, 30,000 people. It'll feel just like a normal away match for us. So, I think it'll be good. And just tell us your thoughts about the grand final. Uh, um, look, it, it, for me, it's it's clear and it's it seems obvious, but whoever takes their chances will, will win the match because yeah. I think both teams have a real, um, you know, aggressive um, intent to go forward. We, we've both shown that throughout the entire season with the amount of goals that, that both teams have scored. So, um, look, trying to, to, to stop Melbourne from from creating chances is going to be impossible. I think hope to to limit them to as few as possible, but trying to stop a a team that has um, Finkler, Barbarousas, Archie Thompson, Berisha is near impossible. So for us, it's just uh, when we get our chances, we have to make sure we take them and and, and that's it.
0: All right. Well, thanks for spending time with us today on the 442FM podcast. Have a good grand final and um, may the best team win. Thank you very much. And go Sydney. (laughs) All right.
2: And there was Kevin Musket talking to, uh, to
0: <laughs> yeah. Great mates, me and Kevin Musket. <laughs> <laughs> he, seemed,
3: he seems remarkably positive about Sydney's chances yeah. for Melbourne uh, no yeah.
0: Victory Coach. What a very surprising... And um, he was wearing the Sydney FC outfit from top to bottom. He was, in, uh, was Wolf. a full
2: kit. Wolf Undercover, in agent. Yeah. Undercover
3: agent. Undercover agent.
2: I, 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 you just can't trust
0: Melbourne, can you? <laughs> uh, but can't. Yeah, definitely can't. But in all serious. Broski is a legend. Um, there was a young kid there today who just came from um, uh, an endoscopy. Um, and he was there, nine years old, trying to get autographs with the players. And he went up to Broski and he started interviewing him. And um, he was he's better than me, actually. You should, you should hire him. And Broski was there talking to him and... Um, yeah, he's just a great representative of the, of the club. He's he's such in such a good mood. It was all the all the players had their game faces on, but Broski was like smiling and seemed like he was really enjoying the week. So, and it's why well, wouldn't you be when you're in in the in the kind of form he's in? Oh
3: yeah, another player with great form is Bernie Abini at the moment, isn't he? Bernie,
0: how good was he? And Bernie abinney has oh. got the best chant in the cove. He's uh, the the chant they use is that Run DMC song, Tricky. Which I'm not going to um, regale you with uh, with the dulcet tones of my voice. I want the to be but,
3: human um, beatboxer.
0: I would say it's the worst
2: chant I've ever heard. Really? <laughs> Come on.
3: <laughs> what is
2: is there words or do they just sing tricky? <laughs> ebini, but then ebini. Ebini. Yeah, but they sing the
0: words as well. It's tricky. Rakorano, rakorano, rakorano. Ebenee. no! <laughs> ebini, but. it's not as bad as what I did It like I was going to actually I thought you said you weren't going to do it I know the music just took me (laughs) the music just took me come on shall we listen Uh, to what he had to say to us and I'll sing the song and do a better version alright we've got Bernie Abini here Um, thanks so much for giving us your time uh, for the 442 podcast really appreciate it thank you Um, this is your third grand final Uh, what's different about this build up you think um. If there's any difference?
1: No, there's not really much difference. I think it's uh, for me, it's the same as any other week. Um, I'm a bit more used to it, so yeah. I think I'll enjoy it a bit more, like the build-up towards the towards the game, and I'll be a bit more relaxed.
0: And are you helping the other players, um, like say Kiki Mend uh, Kiki Namoff, uh, who's his first Grand Final? Are you giving um, them some advice on how to approach the week and, and things like that, or?
1: Well, no, I think um, Kiki he's, he showed against Adelaide, that was his first finals game and he was very comfortable and played a tremendous game and yeah. it was probably one of the best games of his season, so yeah. I think um, he'll be fine and he'll be ready to go.
0: And what about you? You've um, hit a purple patch of form. Uh, a lot of the things you were trying early in the season are now starting to come off as a finished product. What's um, been the big factor for that?
1: Uh, I can't really say... I've got heard, heard this question a lot, I can't really say it's one thing, I think sometimes like you said it's just a little click and then everything falls into place, sometimes just a little thing that I don't know maybe wasn't working but then once it works out it's just everything falls into place and it just becomes a roll on from there.
0: Is it um, you're more confident and that confidence makes you more relaxed or is it um, if you keep trying eventually it'll come off? What,
1: what... I think maybe it's more so if you keep trying and keep doing what you know what you can do, it will come off eventually. And I think that's just been the way. It's not that I've been more confident or anything like that. I think it's just everything's falling into place somewhat. All
0: right, and uh, what's it been like with the boys this season uh, in terms of the team spirit? I I noticed the team was um, all the families and all the players were outside the ground, in inside the ground. Sorry for an hour. Um, like hugging and talking about what, um, what was going what was going to happen in a week what, what was that feeling like right, yeah, tell us what you, what, what was it, what Arnie was saying to you all?
1: obviously it was um, it was a very very important game on Saturday against Adelaide and um, Arnie was just saying uh, thanks to the families because he does expect a lot from us and we're away from them a lot and uh, he was just saying thanks, and um, all the time and effort we've put in and they're putting in is uh, hopefully going to pay off on Sunday.
0: And do you think the game against Adelaide United was closer than the scoreline suggested? Because Adelaide had a few chances in that first half. Um, what was it like playing in that game?
1: Yeah, they had a few chances, but um, I think uh, in, the, in the end, finals football, you've got to take your chances. So in the end, they didn't take them, and we did, so... I think
0: the result spoke for itself, really. And uh, Sydney FC arguably had a harder game in the semi-final than Melbourne Victory had. Do you think that will help you leading into the grand final? Give you a bit of an advantage that you had a good result against the, uh, arguably a harder opponent?
1: Um, not really. I think when it comes to the grand final, anything can happen. It's a like the whole final series. Anything can happen. It's just a completely each game. It's it has its own merit and everything's different, so I think this game its going to be a massive game, victory have been very good this season, they came first, so, and we've had three draws against them, so I think it's going to be a very exciting game.
0: And what do you think the, will be the key to victory over Melbourne, victory in, uh, the, in the Grand Final? <laughs> uh,
1: I think it's if we take the lead, we need to concentrate, because I think you can say for both teams, uh, especially in the last two games, three, three of 3-3 each team's taken a lead, and probably lost concentration, the other teams came back, so I think for us, if we take the lead, we need to make sure we concentrate and uh, play out the whole 90 minutes.
0: And how do you think the team's going I remember last time I asked you about, um, Arnie was saying that sometimes you guys relax because you know you have a second gear. How do you think that's, um, since I've talked to you uh, since the Newcastle Jets game, do you think the team's improved that? Do you think you're able to concentrate more because the goals haven't been coming in as much as they were?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, in
0: terms of conceding yeah, goals? Yeah, conceding
1: goals, yeah, I think so. I think um, it's definitely been a big thing that even us as players, we know that we've been letting teams into too easy and some of the goals, not just from like the back, but also from us attackers, we've not put in enough pressure up front as well, so I think it's been something we're we'll trying to work together as a team to improve and I think it has throughout the rest of the season.
0: One of the talking points about this Grand Final is that it's being played at Amy Park. Uh, have you been, um, is that a factor to consider for you and also does it help having the, um, the Grand Final at a smaller venue and that you're playing away, considering your away form's been so good this season?
1: Uh, look, I think as players it's not really a factor for us, but we would have liked to play or Victor, I think, would have liked to play in front of a yeah. bigger crowd, but we're the away team, so for us it's it's no problem yeah. if it's at Amy, so I think they're the ones who would be uh, more, more fussed about it.
0: What about the fact that a lot of fans, Sydney fans, can't make the game? It would have been, Do you think it would have been better if there was a, b- a bigger stadium and more Sydney fans there to, to celebrate? If, yeah, if I, do don't f- I do feel for the fans
1: that would have liked to come from Sydney because it's only a one-hour plane trip, so... No, I think there would have been a fair few fans, so it is it is tough for them not being able to come down. But um,
0: hopefully we can we can uh, do well, and um, hopefully they can enjoy it back here. All right. Um, just the last question this is probably a bit of a personal one. Your father passed away. Um, what's what's it going to be like leading up to that game? Do you um, will you uh, think about your father and dedicate? A goal if you score that kind of thing. Do you think? Do you have that kind of uh, feelings towards it, or?
1: Oh uh, yeah. Look, every goal I score, I dedicate to him because um uh, he was a big part of my football and he helped me a lot when I was growing up and stuff like that. He was he was pretty tough on me, but um yeah. yeah every time I score a goal, uh, I dedicate it to him, and he's always with me. And I I think about him when I, before I go on the field all the time to make sure I make him proud. All
0: right. Well, good luck this weekend. I hope you have a good game and Thank um. You. Uh Thanks for spending time out on the 442 Podcast today. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, That's Bernie. So, you, uh, could, you, could you give us your version of what we should have been chanting?
2: I don't think it's that appropriate now. I've just um listened to him talk about his dead father.
0: Well, it's a bit of an emotional uh, uh thing for him. And, I don't know, I thought I'd get into his motivation. Mm. And, I don't know, I'd
2: yeah no it was a uh, uh, interesting interesting question um i didn't not realize so hmm. uh, yeah all right well on' that now um, should should I, should I do my version of uh tricky yes yeah. please Give do. Us a- it should so um cove um if you're listening um <laughs> you should you should make the words like so um Bernie skips down the wing he cuts inside he scores a goal A beanie.
3: A
0: beanie! There we go. Cheers <laughs> so right. for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound as good when you're not pissed in the cove, does it? No. For some reason. Nah. No.
2: Yes. Um. Great. So let's give us. Let's preview the final. Here we go. Last it's game of the season.
3: Goals galore. Do you think? Yeah. If if there's not. I will eat Paddy Ashton's hat after he's had a chew off it. <laughs> Who's Paddy Ashton? <laughs> 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 Paddy Ashton was the uh, British nice. MP who offered to eat his Oh, yes, hat if the Tories if the, won. If the polls were right. The polls were right, but he managed to shy out of eating his hat, even though he's presented it several times. That's right. That's why you can't trust politicians. They make promises and then they don't eat their hats. Exactly. (laughs)
2: Exactly.
3: If I get Apart from SNP. The SNP (laughs) would have eaten their hat. Trust them on that one.
2: Yeah, and they have like the the big fluffy hats with like the bobble on the top as well. Scottish, don't they? (laughs) So that would be more of a meal than he, he Paddy Ashton was probably he probably had a flat cap on or something. Pork pie hat. Now that'd be a tasty hat. <laughs> if you had to eat in a hat, what what what, what flavour hat would you eat? Uh apple? apple? I don't know. What's going on here? There well, isn't it an apple hat. <laughs> it needs to be an actual Alright, we'll can't, leave it there. Can't. I'd
3: have a bowl of hat. A, a bowl of hat. A bowl, a bowl of, of hat,
2: hat. yeah. Oh, John. Uh, I
4: have a <laughs>
2: the core cat the core cat alright let's just um, we really
3: are going into Alan Partridge Radio <sighs> Norfolk I'd, I'd eat the Greek the
2: traditional Greek hat with a pom-pom hanging out alright let's, let's just cap it there <laughs> oh, oh my gosh <laughs> right alright come on alright Kev you said it's going to be goals galore um, Ange tipped that it would be a, a, a very low scoring game and go to a penalty shootout
3: what does he know he's a his coach he knows nothing it's not like he's ever won worse.
2: He's rubbish.
3: 3-3 three, three, Sydney on penalties.
2: 3-3 three, three. Sydney on pens. Con.
0: Well, I think it's going to be a high-scoring draw or a low-scoring draw, and I'm going for Sydney to win 3 <laughs> nil.
2: John, can you be the voice of reason as you sort of take us on a little tour of your flat? <laughs>
4: victory 3-2 I think a beanie will score and several will get a red card at some point probably two yellows
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go for those sneaky sneaky bugger Melbourneites
0: do you know who the, um, the referee is? it's not Ben Williams is it?
3: I think it is actually oh no
0: 2-1 <sighs>
3: 2-1 for the victory it's a victory in normal, in normal time gosh
2: I'd like it to go oh, the time. to time.
3: You do realize you're these, the these two teams have played three-three draws twice already yeah. this season. Yeah. Neither of them has a defense
0: worth this talking is, about. I can't believe you. You were in the cove last week, singing their songs, and now you're going against.
2: I was. I, I wasn't singing any songs.
0: <laughs> you told me your your voice is gone because you were <laughs> getting into it.
2: No, I was. I, I was trying to stop people from throwing beer at me. Oh, okay. No, I'm only joking. Right. Um,
0: right. Yeah. Well, um. I, I, I'm,
2: I'm the voice of reason. Okay, all right, all right, sorry. <laughs> all right. Um, so we've lost John. Um, <laughs> but uh, on that note, um, oh, it, it, it might be time to lose the rest of you. So, um, so John, if you if you can hear us, thank you very much for tuning in. No, nah, yeah, he's, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's my gone. FaceTime is breaking.
4: Out. Uh, ah. Thanks for thanks for being on, guys, and uh, yeah, chat to you soon.
2: Cheers,
0: Cheers John. Bye, thanks, John. Thanks, thanks a lot, Kev. See ya. Thanks, come See you later. Go Sydney.
2: I have been your host, Adam Jackson, and uh, enjoy the final. And we will hopefully speak to you next week. Thanks a lot. Speak soon.